Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar. We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to episode three of The Bomar Show. And today we are going to be talking all about motivation, what it is, how to get it, how to get it back if you lose it. Over the last five or six years on Instagram, I think this is probably our number one question. How do I stay motivated? Yeah, and it's probably the most uh, search term online. How do I get motivated? If you look up YouTube videos on how to get motivated, there are thousands of them with millions of hits. A ton. You know, so I think the way to start to talk about motivation would be to understand the psychology behind what motivation is and realize that everybody's in the same boat. You know, every single human on this earth is motivated by the exact same thing, and that's to avoid pain and to gain pleasure. Seems simple. Simple enough, you know, but unfortunately, <laughs> it it isn't as simple as that because there's a part of our brain that's in charge of basically, you know, saying what's pleasurable and what's painful and how to avoid this. And this part of your brain is the oldest part of your brain, considering it goes way back into the caveman days of, well, if you play with toothy animals, you get your face ripped off. So you need to avoid those. That's good motivation. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it, it goes a lot deeper than than the basic, you know, uh, face of it. And, and so, for example, I'll give you an example of like relationships. You know, some women out there are listening to this and you may find yourself in bad relationships constantly and you're attracted to that and you have no idea why. But what happens is, is you had an experience perhaps earlier in your life where you had a bad relationship and you shared that experience with your friends and your friends gave you all this love and attention, which gave you pleasure. And because of that, you psychologically now link a bad relationship to your friends giving you love and affection and attention. And now that bad relationship has equals pleasure. So your brain and you are constantly seeking that type of relationship and and you don't even know why. And it's self-destructive. And there's a lot of, and I say that to tell you that, that there's the same exact examples with the gym, you know, and there's a lot of reasons why people don't go to the gym and there's some serious pain points you know, like, well, we, we talked about these at dinner. Yeah. The, just why people might not even know why they don't want to go to the gym, but we came up with a list and I think we pretty much hit the nail on the head with all of them. Embarrassment. I'm embarrassed to go to the gym. I feel like people are looking at me. I don't like the way that I look. So I lack confidence in the gym, which then comes off as embarrassment (laughs) Jerry the cat is trying to play DJ right now. Um, Another one that we came up with as to why people avoid the gym is because they don't know what they are doing, aiding in that embarrassment. What were some of the other ones that we had? Um, Yeah, like also nagging injuries, Mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of people out there that when you actually get physical pain when you work out, that's pretty demotivating. Right. And and, and also perceived lack of time to go to the gym. You know, that that's usually not the main reason, if I'm being honest. And I know a lot of you uh, single moms out there with 18 kids are saying, you're crazy. I literally don't have time to go to the gym. And there are some rare situations where you may not have time. But that is so rare, guys. And we're going to dive into that later. But I want to I knock out a lot of these pain points and kind of walk through each individual one. Because I think understanding you know, um, solutions to each one of these pain points, I think is going to be a powerful way to get past 
the things keeping you from the gym and kind of dive into the the pleasures of what a gym can actually bring to you so let's start with like lack of results yeah i think i think a lot of people i mean no one on earth is motivated by doing something that they are not seeing a result from whether that's saving money whether that's a job whether that's education whether that's the gym if you are not seeing results why on earth would you keep doing it well you you'll quit exactly there's there's i mean you just don't so if you're not seeing results how do you fix that I personally think that a lot of people do not take the right measures of success. They think that the scale is the only form of success and the only thing that they base their self-worth on is the number on that scale. Yeah, well, there's there's other reasons too. I feel like a lot of people actually are getting results, but they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And be like you said, because they're taking the wrong measurements. You know, if you start dieting, you may see results very quickly. And that's probably because... If you are just starting to diet because you feel like you need to lose weight. So if you've gained a lot of weight, odds are you're probably eating a carb-rich diet, which means your glycogen levels are packed full. And that's just basically a form of energy that your body converts carbs into and then stores that in your body. So when you start working out mm-hmm. and exercising and eating more appropriate appropriately with less carbohydrates, typically your body burns up that glycogen and, and then what people don't realize is for every gram of carbs that's stored in your body, there's also three grams of water stored with that gram. So you lose a lot more than just weight. Yeah. Well, so your body uses glycogen as a form of energy. So then you're using that energy and burning up that glycogen and also burning up that water. So you can hold, you know, pounds of this glycogen and water in your body. And if that's the case, you burn all that up pretty quickly and then you're losing weight super fast and you're excited and motivated and then bam, the scale stops. Dun, dun, dun. And then, then and then you power quit. comes in and you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And then you quit. Yeah. You know, or you you feel depressed and you eat that bad food and you fill up your glycogen, which you eat carbohydrates. Now there's three grams of water stored. It's just a nasty snowball effect. Yes. And and so again, I say all this to tell you guys, uh, it's appropriate to understand um, what's happening in your body. And so if you're, if you're understanding the fact that you're going to lose a lot of weight really quickly, if you go low carb and know that that's just part of the process, it takes a lot to burn fat. But don't don't be depressed when it slows down. Right. You know, there could be factors. You know, you may not be eating the appropriate amount of fiber. You may not have bowel movements and you're eating more frequently throughout the day. That's where I'm going to shamelessly plug, you know, Bomar Nutrition colon cleanser or our fiber. I personally take the colon cleanser every single day. It's designed that way. And, and that way you can at least eliminate some of the reasons why you wouldn't lose weight. And that could be an excessive amount of waste building in your body. But I also think that it's way more important to also take different measures of success. What are my top ones? Take photos. I know that yeah. can be really painful for a lot of people. Again, this avoid pain, gain pleasure kind of thing. And a lot of people do avoid taking photos of themselves when they do not feel their best but you see yourself every single day. And it's very hard to see changes when you're just looking in the mirror. But if you can take a photo from your day one to your week two, to your week four, to your week six, on and on and on, you can actually see those comparisons. That is the number one thing that people tell me during their transformation is they wish they had taken 
more photos at the beginning. Right. They avoid the camera when you look your worst. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like if you wake up and your hair's all messy and someone puts a camera in front of your face, you're like, I do not want my photo taken. Well, that's right. how a lot of people feel when they're overweight and they quote unquote don't. Or look even their if best. you're small, I wish I personally had more photos of when I was starting out and lifting. No matter where you're starting from, just take those photos so that you have them. Storm in an archive in a locked box where yes. no one can see them, but you need to take them because that is also one of the number one regrets when you do finally get in shape is you look back and you're trying to look through family photos where you were hiding behind as many people as possible to hide your embarrassment. So yeah. again, take those photos, guys. If you turn off the podcast right now, it is going to be worth taking that note of literally take photos of wherever you are right now, no matter how bad it is. And that's also very motivating just to have that pain of seeing those photos. That might be the trigger in and itself of taking those photos. You don't have to take them naked or anything like that. Don't be weird. But in sports bra, in shorts, whatever you want to show yourself in six months and say, look at what I did. This is where I started. Now I can inspire other people. And, and if you are motivated by pain and that and it hurts the way you feel and look, stick that photo on your mirror every time you brush your teeth. It's now your background it. photo on your cell phone. I mean, you are going to be motivated mm -hmm. every single day when you see that photo. Now, I personally um, am not motivated by pain as much as I am pleasure. So for me, I would have like the ideal body, you know, ta or picture. Inspiration. Put, yeah, the inspiration. I'd have that ideal body put right there on on the mirror yeah. if I had a goal or you know what have both figure out which one that moves you the most in the morning in the direction towards your goal mm -hmm. and stick with that and and goals change and motivation changes uh, but I think at taking that original photo printing that out sticking it out there where you can see it is a great way to motivate going to the gym every day. So we have reasons why people are not motivated and it is because of lack of results probably because you're not taking the correct progress reports. Another one that is super important is to do your measurements, your inches around your neck, shoulders, arms, chest, stomach, hips, thigh, calves, pretty much every circumference around your body. And then putting those in Excel, putting those on a Word document, writing them down old fashioned, whatever. And then retaking those measurements every time you retake your photos. We recommend every two weeks to actually see change. That is a great way to see a non-scale victory and possibly continue to motivate you if you need some sort of number. Oh, I've lost this much. Oh, I've gained this much. Especially if you're doing a lifting program, guys, because mm -hmm. if you're gaining muscle... Now, your glycogen, I mentioned earlier, is stored in your muscle and in your liver. So if you're gaining muscle, you're giving your body more places to store glycogen and water. So you may not see the results, quote unquote, on the scale, and yet you've burned a lot of fat, you've gained some muscle, and now have stored excess water and, and glucose, or, or I mean, I'm sorry, glycogen. glycogen in your muscle, obviously offsetting some of that weight, and the scale may not reflect exact results that you're really experiencing. Yeah. The scale, honestly, is the most garbage way, let's be honest, to, to measure success, because you really also should be taking your body fat percentage. And there's a ton of ways to do this, water displacement, calipers, whatever way and whatever method you use is the way that you should use it every single time. Don't start with water displacement. Don't then go to a DECA scan. Don't, don't then start with calipers. Whatever you start with is what you should be able to do 
every two weeks. Just don't don't do the handheld ones, guys. I can tell you that thing sucks. Yeah. D- just get calibers. They're like eight bucks on Amazon. You can't beat it. Stick it under your sink. They're small. Do all the appropriate measurements, and and then you'll be fine. Yeah. But I think I, to segue into another pain point, you know, you talked about lack of results, but that can also come from simply, obviously, not knowing what you're doing. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what they're doing. If you've never done it before, how would you? Right. But my goodness, look at how much free information is out there on the interweb. Hashtag plug our Instagrams at Sarah underscore Bomar and at Josh Bomar. But look at how many people are putting out free content on YouTube. Free. There has never been a better time to start really anything you want to learn, but especially fitness. Yeah. Get online. Find someone you really like. Find someone you enjoy listening doesn't to. Doesn't even have to be us. Doesn't even have to be us. It can be anyone who puts out free workouts consistently that you can follow in the gym. Don't want to do that? Fine. Do a group class at your gym. Our gym at, well, we belong to three, and they all offer free group classes, whether it's spin, aqua aerobics, the weightlifting in the room where you're by yourself with the trainer, whether it's Zumba, well, anything. At the end of the day, to learn anything, you need a teacher. Mm-hmm. Now, that teacher, for some people, some people are better learners than others, so they don't need to to have that coach in person. They can buy an online program from one of their favorite influencers, you know, like us or someone else. It doesn't matter. And, and then you can do that on your own because you're a quick learner. But for others, maybe... You don't know what a push press is and you don't feel like or you don't up know the difference exercise. between a plate or a dumbbell or a barbell or an easy bar or what the cable machine does or how to move the thing on the leg press. We also really love the idea of people doing CrossFit. What? Did I you say know. CrossFit? I said the C word. What? CrossFit <laughs> is amazing for everyone especially beginners. Why? Well, guys, so here's the thing. You're like, well, it's too expensive. It's like $150 for a gym membership. Well, that comes with a coach and a program for you to do. So that's extremely inexpensive. They write your workouts for you. You show up, (laughs) and if you don't know what you're doing, don't think you're going to be doing Olympic snatches and everything else. They're going to put you in a group of people that are also in the same experience level, and you guys are all going to work and progressively grow together. And I think that leads to another way of, of gaining motivation. And that is accountability with a partner, someone that's going through this with you. That's why group classes or CrossFit works really, really well. CrossFit has a really bad rap because you see people getting injured. And that's from guys like myself. That's got a big ego goes in the gym and some pregnant chicks kicking my butt and I get Mm -hmm. upset and try to do more than I should and hurt myself. So check your ego at the door. People get hurt every day doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so check your ego at the door. Go in there with an open mind and give it a shot. And ask for help because that is what the trainers and the coaches are there to do is to yes. help you with your form, help you with your reps, help you determine what weight you're using. There is, it's such a great group of camaraderie and people who really just want to see everyone succeed. I know. I know we said the C word, but guys, I'm telling you, don't let the modern persona of CrossFit deter you from going and at least experiencing a free session and seeing if it's for you. Now, not all gyms are created equal. You may go there and there are a bunch of crazies, you know, and that don't have entry level, uh, courses for beginners, but most of them do. So try that. If if you don't want to do that and you still want to do things on your own, get a coach, get a program, use free information. There's plenty of free information to make your own programs, but gain confidence in the process. And that will also help with your motivation. 
And more confidence, not embarrassed in the gym. You'll start to see results, which will then motivate you. Well, yeah, if you're doing someone else's program in the gym and someone, quote unquote, thinks you're doing something stupid, you could just tell them and no one will ever say anything. But let's say in your um, hypothetical mind, you're saying, what if someone says I'm doing this wrong? You say, I'm actually just doing a Sarah Bomar program or a Bomar fitness program. So they told me to do this. If you think I'm doing it wrong, then blame them. Right. And you put that, you put that embarrassment on somebody else. Same thing with a group class or anything else. You share that embarrassment and it no longer becomes embarrassing. But PS, that'll never happen because no one cares enough in the gym to say anything. So what is next on our list for motivation? Well, let's let's go and dive into nagging injuries, you know, because it's a short one. And mm-hmm. honestly, if you're having physical pain from arthritis or things like that, maybe you're just now getting into your fitness journey in your 60s and you're just, you are so painfully, you know, demotivated mm-hmm. because of the physical joint pain or something. So you need to tackle that by taking the appropriate supplements. Uh, if or collagen or whatever it takes to make your joints feel as good as they possibly can be, but then also learn exercises that stimulate the muscle without biomechanically putting them in a compromising position. So things like max contraction training, if you, I'll say it again, max contraction training. Um, there's a book called static contraction training. Uh, great book. It helps build a lot of muscles with very low range of motion. So Maybe that's for you if you got some old nagging injuries, but there's ways to, there's no reason for you not to be in the gym. If someone in a wheelchair wheels into the gym and they're training, then you should be too. And it's never a bad idea if you do have a nagging injury or an old injury or an injury that keeps coming up. Go see a physical therapist or go see a chiropractor and your quality of life overall, not just in the gym, will probably improve as well. Yeah, because if your shoulders hurt, you might be inflamed and that may just be it. And then you get on an anti-inflammatory style of dieting, like a keto diet or something like that. And next thing you know, your joint pain goes away and you are miraculously living life at the fullest potential. So again, you just got to explore a lot of different areas when it comes to nagging injuries, but don't let it deter you from going to the gym. And don't expect people online to give you advice on injuries. That's just a side note. Yeah, I'm the king of injuries. I was super dumb in college. Uh, like, if you guys listen to the first thing, you know I was also training to be a runner and a thrower all at the same time and a bodybuilder. I put my body through the ringer. So I'm dealing with constant injuries all the time. But it doesn't keep me out of the gym. I just work around them. So Yeah. What's next on our list of why people are not motivated because they're afraid of pain? Ooh, perceived lack of time. The oh, number one excuse of why I don't, I don't go time, to the gym. So I can't get motivated. Hmm. All right, guys, this is going to be a heavy one. Sarah, would you like to kick it off with lack of time? Lack of time. Yes. So no one has lack of time. It's all lack of priorities. Let's be honest. Ooh, write that down. Ouch. Can you I think say that I, one more time? That moved me. It's not a lack of time. It's a lack of priorities. If I could drop this mic right now, I totally would. Dropped. I just inserted the sound effect. I think I saw that at a doctor's office, so I can't really take credit for it. You ruined it. I know. But anyways. just went down as a legend (laughs) and it's getting wiped away. I know. So I think for a lot of people, they... They think it's going to take much longer than it actually will. A lot of people see person X online and they think, oh, I don't have three to four hours to dedicate every single day to the gym. So I'm not even going to go for 45 minutes. When in reality, (laughs) Josh and I only go for 45 minutes every single day. Our lifts usually are 40 minutes and then we film each other for like 15 to 20. And then we are in and out in less 
than an hour. Yeah, the peak, it depends what your goal is, obviously, but for peak lifting performance, if you're not taking steroids, 45 minutes is going to be about it. So get in gym, get it done, and get out of there. And have your plan, like we said, or schedule your group class. When I was when I was working at my digital agency that I was at, I would do spin at 5 in the morning, and then I would lift at night because I was getting ready for a show. Does everyone need to go twice in a day? No, absolutely not. But did I want to wake up at 5 in the morning? No, I did not. So what did I do? I slept in my gym clothes. And I had the shoes right by the door. So all I had to do in the morning was brush my teeth, grab my water bottle, which was already ready to go in the fridge, put my shoes on, out the door. There we go. And it's a scientific fact, guys, facts, guys and gals. You are more motivated in the morning. And as the day goes, your motivation wanes. So it's just, it's, it's natural because of our cycles of, as a human with sleep patterns and whatnot. So, you know, in the morning, go lift. You're like, well, I got to be at work at 7. Then go to the gym at 4.30. I know a ton of people that go that early. And you're like, well, I'm going to die if I don't sleep. And, well, that's that's a whole other topic. But go to bed earlier. Go to earlier. bed earlier. <laughs> you know, and there's, a, there's other ways around getting better sleep and whatnot. But that's not on this podcast. But I'm telling you guys, go in the morning and, and build a routine that you can stick to. And because then it'll become a part of your day and then a part of who you are. You feel really icky if you don't brush your teeth. Yeah. Because it's part of your routine. Right. So if the gym becomes part of your routine, and it does not have to be every single day, that's a note that I had on my on my list of why people are not motivated, and it's because they try to do too much at once. You don't need to go balls to the wall and go seven days a week for 45 minutes the first time you start up. Aim for three days a week, and yeah. then go to four, and then go to five. And then if you like doing five, then stick with five. But get in that habit and get in that routine. If lunchtime works better for you, Lift at lunch. If after work you enjoy the crowd better, or after work, go after work. If you enjoy that lifting crowd. But make it a habit and make it a part of your routine. If you don't want to go to the gym, buy yourself a treadmill. And while you're watching TV for an hour at night, walk on that treadmill. Make yeah, that's, it that's work. That's solid advice. Again, it goes back to that neuroassociative conditioning. So if you want to dive down that cardio rabbit hole, I say we do it right now. And I, I teach people... The, the appropriate way to condition cardio to being pleasurable. And that is what Sarah said, is watch a show that you enjoy. Now, the way that this will work is you have to watch a show that you only watch on the Stairmaster treadmill cardio machine. It can You can never watch it off that machine. It won't work otherwise. So if you are crazy in time, I'm sure you still watch Netflix at night. Right when you're laying in your bed, nice and cozy. And or even you can scroll, your social media scroll time could be while you're on the treadmill. Right. You don't walk with your hands. So I, it's important, whatever you do while you do cardio, that you enjoy it and become addicted to it. So for example, I'll give you my story. I hated cardio. I couldn't do it for more than two minutes at a time because I would go absolutely crazy. And you're a pretty motivated person. And I'm motiv I got some serious willpower mm -hmm. and I couldn't do it. The Stairmaster more than two minutes. I'd go nuts. Yep. And so... What I, what I learned was, is I started learning more human behavioral psychology stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I figured out, I was like, okay, well, I need to figure out something to do that I enjoy while I do cardio. And so what I, what I did is I started watching The Walking Dead, mm -hmm. very visually stimulating, you know, lots of gore and, and, and distractions in that, in that show. And so I never watched a single second of The Walking Dead, not on the Stairmaster. And so a typical show would last like 40 minutes or 50 minutes. 
And so I'd be going to town on the Stairmaster, enjoying and watching and being distracted by the TV show. So and the pleasure of the show overcame the, the, pain. the pain of the Stairmaster. So what happens is, is I would be done doing cardio, let's say at 25 minutes, and I'm right in the peak action of the, the show. And I turn it off and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what happens. But what I did, the only discipline I had to have was not doing the Stairmaster. It was just not watching the show at home because guess what I couldn't wait to do the next day? Cardio. Go finish the show. But because I only did it on the Stairmaster, I never turned it on until I was on the Stairmaster. So bam, I'm on the Stairmaster. I looked forward to the Stairmaster because I looked forward to the end of the show. So you were then motivated to do your cardio. By tricking my mind into... You're such a trickster. I know. But here you go. So it's not really trickery. It's just more of like a, a, a brain hack. And, and so uh, the end of the story is I'm still watching it. You know, I've watched eight seasons. There's like 20 some episodes per season. And I've never watched a single second not on the Stairmaster. That's true because I haven't seen a single second of this show. And my shows during cardio, well, I used to do Instagram Live and I really liked that. And then the creeps started taking over. So I stopped doing that because it was no longer fun for me. And they I were hated trying to doing trade it. goats for you. Yes, I was worth three goats. Um, Definitely 15. You need to step up your goat game. So I used to do Instagram Live, and that was super distracting. I now have moved on to YouTube videos that I enjoy. I am not good at makeup, but I really like watching makeup YouTube tutorials. If you want to FaceTime your mom, if you want to read a book, listen to a podcast, listen to an audio, watch a TV show, watch a sporting event, anything that you enjoy doing more than you hate you will get on that Stairmaster or the treadmill or the row machine. I would highly recommend a very visually stimulating TV show, though, because a podcast, if it's at all boring, you will get bored, and then you will jump off that Stairmaster. So you can listen to ours because it's not boring. Yeah. So back to our list. Shameless plugs. Yes. Love it. So I think we're all over the pain. Yep. So lack of results. Uh, we got we covered that embarrassment in the gym. Basically, getting a partner, dividing that embarrassment, and you won't be embarrassed anymore. Getting a part of a program or coach, nagging injuries, work around them, um, perceived lack of time. I don't think we really captured all of that. So let's let's make sure we we nail the lack of time. So there's a book on procrastination called Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. I would highly recommend reading it. It's small. This the basic summary of the book is if you had to eat a live frog every single day, when should you do it? And the, and the, the point is, is right away because the reason is you will dread eating that frog all day long. Unless and, you enjoy it. And then you will eventually have to eat the frog no matter what. And then it ruins your whole day because you're worried and stressed about eating that dumb frog. And then you finally eat it and then you can enjoy the rest of the time. So why not just eat it right away? And you have to decide if the gym is that frog for you. You know, eventually it won't be, but mm -hmm. at starting out it might be. So you got to eat the frog right away first thing in the morning. And and no matter what time you got to go to work, go to the gym before that. And it because motivation's going to wane. And also, you know, like Sarah said, prioritizing gym time. Don't think it's going to take three hours. And if you literally have 20 minutes, you may have to work out at home. And that's fine. There's a ton of at-home free YouTube programs out there. Get our bands. Do our band program. If Where there is a will, there is a way. Yes. And that's very important to understand. So we've tackled all the pain points. So painful. There might be more out there. You know, your anomalies. But I feel like we did a good job covering 
the most painful and the most common issues with motivation when it comes to lifting. You never covered if your ex was at the gym. My ex was at the gym, yeah. and it was super motivating because Ooh, I looked good. See, there you go. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> that was a joke, everybody. <laughs> All right, pleasure. So what the heck good comes from working out? I know this sounds ridiculous to say that out loud, but I think we should cover some of these things because there might be some more benefits to training than you guys realize. You have the notes in front of you. Oh, um, yeah. all right. So honestly, starting out, I, I genuinely think being the best version of yourself should be every human being's goal on this earth. I mean, why would you want to be any version other than the best? And for that that part of your life, being the best version of yourself, there is a physical part to mm -hmm. that, unlike what some might say. Now, that physical part doesn't need to have a six-pack and a tight body, whatever. That, that doesn't necessarily have to be your best version. But if you are unhealthy, you are not the best version of yourself. And to be the most healthiest you can be, exercise and dieting has to be a part of your life. It doesn't have to be your whole life, but it needs to be a part of it. Because there's, when you can align with what you see in the mirror with how you feel, there's a quality of life that, that just comes to fruition that, that you never knew existed. What most people do in their life is they, what they how they feel inside does not correlate with what they see in the mirror. And there's a disconnect there and it hurts. And then that, that pain literally transfers in many areas of their life. Yeah. And it, it may be subtle. You may be overweight enough to where it hurts your feelings and, and then it affects your job. It does all this, but it also does the opposite. When you get in shape, when you look in the mirror and what you see reflects with how you feel, that quality of life will leak into every area of your life. You will probably get raises at your job just from your charisma changing and, I mean, confidence. I mean, there's so much that comes from that. I mean, you'll be a better parent. I mean, a better husband, a better wife, a better kid, whatever whatever you are, you know, you will be better because it is impossible to become, uh, and tra transform your physical life like that and not have it leak into other areas of your life. So, Again, being the best version of yourself. It's very pleasurable. Yeah. I mean, it feels good. And also, you know, being a great example and inspiration to the people close to you. And you know, if you don't, if you have an Instagram following of a hundred people, don't feel like, well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, but you have kids or maybe you, you don't, maybe you have a husband or a boyfriend or parents or coworker or anyone in church or anyone in your community you can absolutely inspire. And then you have someone who you cannot let down. Yes. And I think that is even more motivating when you have someone that's looking up to you and is rooting for you. Well, yeah, because it's universally respected to be in great shape. And so I think that's important to know that you need to tell people what you're doing. Tell everyone. Shout it from the mountaintops. I am getting in shape. I'm going to the gym. I'm eating better. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to walk more. Whatever your goal is or goals, the more you tell people, the more accountable you will feel to not give up. Yes, because it's really embarrassing whenever you're mm -hmm. trying to say, I'm getting in shape, and then they see you again, and you're fatter yeah. or, or not as muscular or whatever your goal is. And so obviously that will motivate you um, and keep you motivated. You know, another thing you can do to, to really stay motivated is actually book something that 
requires you to be in great shape. Maybe it's a bodybuilding show. I know a lot it's of people. Pretty extreme. That's an extreme mm-hmm. one. Maybe it's a cruise. Cruises are fun. Vacation of any kind. The easiest one is book a photo shoot and pay for it because then you will have the pain of losing the money if you don't do it. Book it eight to 10 weeks out mm-hmm. and it's and there's going to be bikini shots or a beach shot, whatever, whatever you want to do with this photo shoot. But it will be something that can motivate you to stick to the program. Yep. And whatever that vice is, you know, that you struggle to get through, maybe it's pizza, maybe it's donuts. I don't know, whatever it is, you know, whatever that is, is, is it can help you get through that. And so set a goal. Goal setting. That will be pleasurable. Yeah. And, you know, um, Another thing that that can really come from being in great shape is obviously the physical energy you're going to gain from that. You know, when you have a ton of energy throughout the day and life is just better. Yeah. I mean, plain and simple. You know, if you're tired and sick all the time, I mean, where's the pleasure in that of pounding pounds and gallons of coffee just to stay awake all day because you're out of shape and your body's struggling because you eat like crap all the time. There are so many benefits to going to the gym. And I feel like if you can give it even two weeks, if you say self in two weeks, if I don't feel just a little bit better, I'm just going to stop because I'm clearly doing something wrong. When I go to the gym, I feel so much better when I leave. And when I don't go to the gym, whether we're traveling, whether it's a rest day, I just feel blah. And it's very, very, very pleasing to go to the gym and get those dopamine releases. Well, there's, there's like you just said, dopamine. I mean, there's a chemical release that you can actually start enjoying working out. Mm-hmm. I know to some people listening, that sounds crazy. But guys, if you do it long enough, you will enjoy doing it. Yep. And you will not enjoy missing it. Yeah. So guys, stick to it. And I hope that this podcast really helped with with motivation. We know we don't want to drag this on. We really just wanted you to to understand that everyone on earth is motivated by the same two things, avoid pain and gain pleasure. And knowing the neuroassociative conditioning that you have conditioned yourself to have the gym equal pain is is really the first step. And you need to translate or transition that gym equals pain to gym equals pleasure. And really, if we were to recap all of this, I would say the number one point is join a partner of some sort, Mm -hmm. a gym, CrossFit, group classes, because you'll gain that accountability from that partner or group. You'll make friends that that you'll want to see and hang out with, that you guys will go through this fitness journey together. You can even find someone online. It doesn't have to be in person. It's almost like a pen pal thing. If you really gravitate towards someone on Instagram or Facebook, just send them a DM and say, hey, would you like to be my virtual gym buddy? And we can check in with one another. And there's always different ways to make yourself accountable if no one in your community is meshing with you. Yeah, and, and again, you're going to find somebody yes. at the gym. You really will, especially at a CrossFit gym. Those are like families um, or, or even, you know, group classes. You will naturally just link up with somebody. Remember, water always finds its own level. You will find someone exactly in the same place you are, and you will be able to move together. And uh, I think that's super, super important. And guys, remember, being the best version of yourself will give you the best quality of life. And I don't care who you are. Everyone hopes for the best quality of life. So be the best version of yourself. 
and get your physical fitness and health in check. So I think that wraps up episode three, all about motivation. We really appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to us talk. We really hope that it helped as with every single episode. And we will see you guys in episode four.